0: thrive church it is great to be back here again and it's certainly a a privilege and thank you so much for the the invitation uh, to come in and preach and be with you guys today so um, in the brief time that we have together i want to talk to you guys about courage about courage because i believe that courage is one of the most vital elements of our christian journey I would go so far as to say that one of the fruits of genuine Christian faith is courage. Courage. Let me tell you a story. In 1955, a man named Robert Gretz became the pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Montgomery, Alabama, in the United States. And this was not at all uh, significant except for the fact that Trinity Lutheran Church was an all-black congregation and Pastor Robert was white. And it was during his college years that Robert began to discover the extent of racial discrimination in the United States, and he decided right there and then that he would not just kind of sit by the sideline and watch this thing unfold, but that he would actually enter the story, actually do something about this issue of injustice that he saw he decided that he would enter the story so he and his young wife and their two toddlers packed all their belongings into a car and drove from Columbus Ohio and they moved to Montgomery where he was one of the very few people who took a very overt position uh, in support of the blacks who had just begun the Montgomery bus boycott and for his support of the blacks Robert and his family suffered a lot. They suffered tremendously. So he was arrested by the police for transporting blacks in his car. They said that he was running an unlicensed taxi service. He had a flood of phone calls and letters and hate mail sent to his house threatening his life and calling him all kinds of uh, wicked names. And one morning he started to try to start his car and it turned out that he discovered that someone had poured uh, sugar into the gas tank and also slashed his tires. And, but the worst was still to come. His home was bombed. And get this, the mayor of Montgomery actually accused Robert of bombing his own home in order to stir up publicity his house was bombed a second time and it was almost bombed a third time it was only by the miraculous circumstances that the 11 sticks of dynamite that had been thrown into his yard did not go off and kill the whole family who were sleeping inside years later people asked robert how were you able to do what you did How could you keep going with the daily threats, death threats against you and your wife and children? Weren't you afraid? How can you do this? And Robert gave this response. He said, I I can't speak for the rest of the people in Montgomery, but there are times I was scared to death. But we began to define courage as doing what needed to be done even when you were afraid. I love that. We began to define courage as doing what needed to be done even when you were afraid. I don't know about you, but for me there is a big gap between who I am and who I want to be. Anybody else have that gap? Gap between who I am and who I want to be. A gap between what I want to be doing and what I actually do. I want to be a better father, a better husband, a better pastor, a better leader, a better follower of Jesus. But there is always a gap between where I am and where I want to be. There's always a gap. And I've realized over the years that this gap is not an intellectual gap. It is not a lack of information that's, that, that makes this gap Uh, really visible it's not that I don't have all the information that I need I've listened to hundreds probably thousands of sermons I don't need more information it's not an intellectual gap it's also not an emotional gap it's not that I don't feel deeply about things because I do it's also not an opportunity gap it's there are opportunities all around me every day So it's not an intellectual gap. It's not an emotional gap. It's not an opportunity gap. It's a courage gap. A courage gap. I know what I have to do. I know it. I feel it. I have the opportunity to do it, but I don't because I lack courage. I'm afraid. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared of the unknown. And oftentimes, all of us probably simply cannot say what Robert said. Courage is doing what needs to be done, even when you're afraid. In the Bible, Joshua is chosen by God to lead his people into the promised land so for 40 years they're in the wilderness and they are about to enter into the promised land and joshua knew that even in the very living center the very center of the living will of god that safety is not guaranteed the promised land is not just going to kind of open its door and welcome him in it's kind of he's going to have to fight for it There is a battle that needs to happen to enter into the promised land. So here he is, standing in the outskirts of the promised land, and God comes to Joshua, and he tells him exactly what he needs to hear. And it's not, Joshua, let's make sure your your battle plans are in order. Let's make sure, Joshua, that your strategy is in order. Let's make sure everything is lined up perfectly. It's not even... Joshua, maybe do we need to consider a plan B, just in case this thing doesn't go go well? What do we need to do here? He doesn't say any of that. He says this in Joshua 1.9, exactly what he needs to hear. He says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you You go. Let me read it again. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. I love that. On August... 11th 2012 at 10 39 p.m i got an email from a lay leader in our church uh this was back in uh, ohio where we moved from and part of the church that i was a part of and she just wrote this she said hi Ensu, god has brought you to mind several times over the past few days to pray for you and three phrases have continually come to mind as i pray first be strong and courageous second it's not your imagination and third for such a time as this i don't know how these phrases may or may not apply to you right now uh, but i believe this is what god's speaking And blessings to you and what this person had no way of knowing was that there were three other instances in my life where um I was about to make a big decision about life. And the way that God answered my prayers during these desperate moments was him whispering to me these words, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And this person also had no way of knowing that it was just a few weeks before that we got this mail that Angela and I felt nudged in our hearts to begin to pray about possibly church planting in Vancouver. And this person was speaking to us something that we needed to hear. We were trying to figure out, should we stay here? We're part of a, a great church, a great ministry. God's doing some great things here. But Lord, if you are calling us to church plant in Vancouver, we need to hear from you. Actually, we, we need you to kind of come and smack us on the side of the head. We, we, we need to know that this really is you. And so that began this intense season of prayer, which actually turned out to be about three years of waiting on the Lord. And it was during those three years that God spoke to Angela and I, probably in about a dozen different ways, both naturally and supernaturally, just kind of this call, this invitation to church plant in Vancouver. I just wanted to share a few of those with you. And so as we were praying about church planting in Vancouver, I had an opportunity to go to this conference in Chicago. And I was like, Lord, I would love for you to speak to me during this conference. I just desperately need to hear from you. And so I'm at this, this church, this really large church in Chicago. I'm sitting in the, the, the nosebleed section with thousands of other people at this conference. And the pastor goes up and he begins the conference and he says, I believe I have a word for some of you here today who are on the verge of making a, a life-changing decision that you're feeling this call to uproot and pursue God in this adventure. He said, "I believe the word that God has for you today is this: be strong and courageous and for in an half an hour that the pastor preached on Joshua one nine and just one thing after the other, I'm just listening to this message and I feel like God's like just like standing in front of me and t- he's just talking to me be strong and courageous be strong and courageous. It was about a week later I was at a different church uh, I never visited this church before and another large church just, just was there to, to worship and and uh, just be a part of the service there and i'm just sitting there in the midst of probably hundreds of people and and after the first song this really great worship song the pastor comes out and he says i just wanted to interrupt our worship time because i believe that god gave me a word uh, as we were worshiping to share with you and i believe there's someone here who's on the verge of making a a major decision about uprooting your family and, and f- feeling this call to uh, follow him wherever he's telling you to go and and the word for you is be strong and courageous and so i'm you know listening and i'm, I'm, I'm crying and i think god's speaking here and it's like god i need more <laughs> a little bit more and it was about a week later I was having lunch with a friend of mine at Subway, and we hadn't seen each other uh, for about a year, and we're just kind of catching up, and and uh, I'm sharing with him what I'm sharing with you, just this uh, this call to feeling, the call to church plant in Vancouver, and just how the, the the little ways and big ways that God is speaking to us about this, and I'm I'm sharing this with him the same stories that I'm sharing with you, and he begins to cry. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it touched him, and he begins to cry. And he says, "Insu, I, um, I knew that we were going to be having lunch together today, so I was praying for uh, a gift that I should be bringing to you. And I felt like God gave me this gift to bring to you in person. And he t- takes out uh, out of his pocket a necklace, and he hands it to me. And on the necklace, there is a pendant on it, a small little shield. And it says, be strong and courageous. So we're both sobbing in Subway, and a little embarrassing for two grown men to, you know, cry, and, oh, the sandwich is so good, Lord. You know. We're just in Subway having church, because God's speaking. And so during one of our uh, kind of exploratory trips that we took as a family out here, and this was about two years before we actually moved, we uh, we, you know, just rented a condo, uh, through, uh, Airbnb just to explore the city. And we are just praying, Lord, speak to us here. And, uh, we were in the, the Chinatown in by, by downtown Vancouver, and we were supposed to meet a friend of ours at a, at a pizza place, but it was too busy. So we went to Chinatown, just the first restaurant that we could find. And we we're sitting there and we we're eating and we we're just kind of sharing with them our vision and, and they, there were students here, uh, at, at Regent and, so we're just kind of sharing our just our journey. We're just waiting to hear from the Lord. We just we we think God's calling us to do this, but we just need to hear from the Lord. And there was one other person sitting in that restaurant. It was a pretty dead restaurant, and and uh, but it was pretty small. And there's just one other person in this restaurant as a customer. And halfway through our meal, he walks over to us and, and he says, "I am sorry. I don't usually do this, and I was just eating over there, and I." I just felt like I, I, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. And I just had to come and tell you that God is telling you to come and church plant in Vancouver. This random stranger in a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown, like, the, you know, the, the first restaurant that we walk into. And one other person there, and he says, I'm one of those people that I feel like I hear from the Lord. And, and I believe God's saying you should come and plant here. And he starts crying It says, I've been praying that God would send church planters to Vancouver. And so when I heard you guys talking about this possibility, I had to make a fool of myself. I had to come and interrupt your conversation to tell you that God is calling you to church plant. So we're crying in this Chinese restaurant now, Uh, you know, that the guy leaves after a few minutes and and the and the guy that the couple they were eating lunch with, and he looks at me, he's like, "All right, I think God's spoken. Like, what what more do you need, you know?" And again, we were having church in a Chinese restaurant in in Chinatown. I wish that I could tell you that, you know, there was a, a writing on the wall, you know, on, on the on the clouds into. Plant a church in Vancouver, because <laughs> that's what we want sometimes, isn't it? Like this audible voice of God, things you know in, in the in the sky, in the clouds, on the walls, and and we never had a, a burning bush moment like that. But what we did have were dozens of these promptings, dozens of these little things, both natural and supernatural, that gate that grew our faith, where our Yes became bigger than our no. And I wish I could say that that the no went away, but I'm realizing that's not quite how it works. That the the faith, I mean, the, the fear never fully goes away. Like, faith doesn't, like, eliminate fear. My yes got bigger than my no. I would... Give my life to follow Jesus to the ends of the earth, to partner with him, to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, to see people encounter the living God, to see people experience ecclesia, the church. Not a church building, not a name, not a brand, not, not this human kingdom, but the kingdom of God where people are experiencing and living out the kingdom story. They were to partner with the King of Kings and seeing all that is upside down in this world, made right side up again, whenever we, we can, wherever we are, with the people that's right in front of us. I would give my life for that. We have never been more afraid of anything, and we've also never been more excited about anything. And I wish I could tell you that being here uh, two and a half years or so now, that things were just like smooth sailing and things were just amazing. You know, we, we, we heeded the voice of the Lord. We left everything that we had. We r- picked up our kids and our family and we uprooted everything we have to go to Vancouver. And bam, the heavens opened up and miraculous things happened left and right. And no, <laughs> we had people who said, oh, man, you are an answer to prayer. Oh, just just come here. Just come here. We're, we're with you. And first month, you know, oh, sorry. We're, we're going to do this other thing now. We, we've had like a half dozen stories like that of people who are so excited for us and we're with you, or we're for you, and oh, sorry. And we're like, oh, I, I know that happens to other people, but that's not going to happen to us. And you would think, gosh, like if God invites you and you you step into that in faith, like shouldn't everything just kind of open up? But that has not been my experience either. That there is a, a daily struggle with fear and doubt. There's a daily struggle of where that no kind of keeps getting a little bit bigger. But courageously, how do we keep pursuing Jesus in the midst of that? It was even just this last week, you know, Angela, my wife, and I were like, what are we doing? <laughs> this is, like, really crazy. But it's in these moments, these desperate moments, God draws near to say to us again and again, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go that's god's word for us today be strong and courageous be strong and courageous be strong and courageous for the lord your god is with you wherever you go wherever you go on december 1st 1955, early evening in Montgomery, Alabama, a public bus pulls to stop and a woman in her 40s gets on and after working full day as a seamstress at a tailor shop at Montgomery Fair Department store she gets on the bus to go home and sits in the front row in the section that is reserved for colored people. And when the bus begins to fill up with more passengers, the driver turns to the The lady and says, you need to give up your seat for the white passenger. And this woman utters a single word that ignites one of the most important civil rights movements in U.S. history. Rosa Parks says, no. No. She was arrested for disorderly conduct. And on the afternoon of her trial and conviction the montgomery improvement association held a rally for rosa parks at the holt street baptist church where over five thousand people gathered to show support for rosa and her active courage in that gathering a young pastor named martin luther king jr stepped up to the pulpit and at this gathering addresses the crowd and he says there comes a time that people get tired of being trampled over by the iron feet of oppression There comes a time when people get tired of being pushed out of the glittering sunlight of life's July and left standing amidst the piercing chill of an alpine November. And with these words, the Montgomery bus boycott was launched. And for 381 long days, people walked to work people carpooled with strangers, people persevered, and people changed the course of U.S. history. She died in 2005, Rosa Parks, at the age of 92. And the sweet, soft-spoken lady was remembered for her strength and power And people said that Rosa Parks had the courage of a lion. The courage of a lion. Love that. I know that many of you feel that same courage gap as I feel. There is this gap between who you are and who you want to be. A gap between what you are doing and what you want to be doing. There is a courage gap. So how do we bridge that gap? How do we get there from here? Courage is a muscle that needs to be used again and again in order to grow. Which means that if you want to grow your courage muscle, you need to start right now with small things. Not next week, not next year, Not even tomorrow, but right now, you begin to exercise your courage muscle. And I want to help with these, asking these three courageous questions. And the first is this What is the cause I would give my life for? Question two What is holding me back? Question three, what is one small step I can take today to begin living courageously? What is a cause that you are willing to give your life for? Is there something so compelling in your life? You say, I could everything, I could push aside everything else to pursue this one thing with my life. What is that for you? For Angela and I, we decided that, our, that the thing that we want to give our life for is to say yes to Jesus and his invitation to build the Ecclesia with him, to partner with him to see his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, to see people come to know Jesus and worship him wherever they are. So in that journey I've shared with you, what is holding me back? Well, lots of things. Lord, we we could do this here in Columbus, but if you are calling us to Vancouver, man, a, a lot of things need to happen for that. It, it feels like the, the dots don't quite fit to see how we get from here to there. What's holding me back was fear, certainly. What's holding me back was lack of uh, feeling insecure. What was holding me back was uh, lack of resources. A lack of team like name it it was holding us back and so one little thing at a time we we started by praying and saying lord if this really is what you're calling us to and here are all the things that i feel like are getting in the way of that lord i need you to come and part the red sea i need you to open the doors to make it happen with resources, with people, all the things that we need. It just feels so impossible. I feel too inadequate. Not gifted enough, smart enough, strong enough. I feel so inadequate. But God, if you say go, we will go. What is a cause that you would give your life for? Whatever profession you're in, whatever stage of life you're in, what is a cause that you would give your life for? And name that thing that's holding you back. Name it. God, I'm afraid. God, I I don't feel like I can do it. I'm intimidated. I, I feel insecure. I don't have the resources. Name that thing and today begin to take just one small step in that direction living courageously just one small step so here's what i want to do i just want to give us uh just a little bit of time just just a minute or so i want to leave these questions up on the wall and i want to give us a chance for all of you to reflect on these questions that you do not walk out of this room today without having considered these questions with God and ask God to speak to you. And if you're feeling like, gosh, I I don't have a direction in my life. I don't have an aim in my life. I don't have a, I don't feel a purpose. Then ask God to give you those things. Name the things that are getting in the way and choose before you walk out of this door today. I'm going to live courageously, one step at a time. So let's just take a minute of silence and let's consider these questions together. Living courageously will not come easily for any one of us. In fact, it's probably one of the hardest things that any one of us will do. There is no magic formula, there is no silver bullet. Courage is not always spectacular or heroic. It is most often cultivated in the midst of the mundane activities of life where we could choose to fall back in fear or move forward in faith and courage. Listen to these words uh, from Theodore Roosevelt. He said, It is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds. Anyone who dares to live courageously will have the scars to show for it. And my prayer for you today, Thrive Church, is that you would develop the scars to show your courage. That each of you would find this this passion for the kingdom of God. And whatever sphere of influence you have, your work, your neighborhood, your school, your family, your street, your business, wherever it is, you're asking God, how is the kingdom of God being unleashed here and now? That you would, instead of falling back in fear, you take a step forward in courage and in faith. Thrive, may you be a church of courage. May you be a people of courage. Listen again to these words from Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you, Thrive Church, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go.
1: Then we thank Pastor Insu for the message this morning. Let's give God some praise. want to turn your neighbor on your right and your left. Give him a high five and say, you were made to be courageous.
0: You're made to be courageous.
1: Why don't we all stand? We're going to respond to God right now. I'm going to lead you in prayer after. I'm going to ask the band to lead us in a song. I have a question to ask the people here in this place. Don't worry about what your neighbor is going to say. Don't, don't worry about the person on your right, your left, and what they're doing to do. This is between you and God right now. Is that, my question for you today is, is there a situation in your life today where you need to be strong and courageous? Maybe it's regarding your future, maybe it's regarding your family. Maybe it's regarding your health, or the health of someone who care you care about very much. Maybe it's a worry that's on your mind, and you're tempted to be afraid, and God is telling you today, be strong and courageous. That's you in this place, and there is an area of your life where you need to be courageous, and you have to make the choice to be courageous today. And you want God's help in that area, I'm going to invite you to do this one thing with me as a count of three. I want you to raise your hand to God, and we're just going to make the choice to be courageous today with Him. The Bible says, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So God, because he's with you, it means that you can be courageous every single day and face the situations you're facing right now. And so if that's you, and you realize that that's God's word for you this morning, to be strong and courageous, and you want to step into that word by faith this morning, why don't you lift your hands on the count of one, two, three. Raise your hand to God right now and just start talking to God in your own words right now. Start praying to God and respond to God and say, God, I'm going to be strong and courageous, that with you I can do all things. So start talking to God right now. Don't worry about your neighbor. You just start talking to God right now. You start talking to God right now.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank right you, God.
1: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. you, Praise your name. Praise you, God praise you Jesus, praise you God, God. thank Thank you Lord, Lord. thank Thank you Jesus, thank you God, Holy Spirit just come right now, we welcome you God, we welcome you you, Jesus, we welcome you Lord, Holy Spirit come, Thank thank you Jesus, praise your name.